everybody. How you doing tonight? Uh, we got uh, something good for... I don't know why I did that voice. <clears throat> Eject. Eject. Wow. I apologize for that one. Welcome to Ruining Your Childhood, Pitfalls of Nostalgia. Episode today is episode number 23. Michael Jordan, motherfucker. I don't really know what's happening with my life in general. Uh, yeah, I had a very overloaded uh, weekend. Had a bit of a panic attack last night. And I'm back in action today without the panic attack. So episode number 23 is titled Welcome to the Drop Zone. We're looking into Hollywood's approach to equality. For some reason, I decided to go full sling blade at some point in time in the episode. You'll find that maybe funny. Maybe you'll find that annoying. Maybe you'll find that uh, confusing. I found it confusing. I'm currently confused still about just most things in general about, you know, life. But hey, let's get nostalgic here. Rob is also going to talk about his extinguished lust for Maroon 5 and other music that, you know, we're apprehensive about admitting that we liked in the past. You know what I'm saying? Those guilty pleasures from adolescent you. Think back to when you're in middle school and so stoked that that new Linkin Park record just came out and then all of a sudden high school you was super ashamed to admit that you you know liked said Linkin Park record or whatever you know I don't know we get into it we have fun here we rock stuff I gotta ask y'all to you know subscribe rate review do your thing give us a little bit of love we'll love you back we'll scratch your back uh, pretty soon here we're gonna start launching some sort of you know Q&A's, suggestions, things like that, you know, some sort of audience interaction, you know, get a little funky, like my armpits. So yeah. Are you ready for this? I think I'm ready for this. Uh. Exactly. What is it? The last Pirates of the Caribbean movie was the fifth one. God, there's five of them? Yes. So t- 2003, 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. Run around like I'm still the same rascal. It's like, no, you're not, dude. Stop pretending to be. No, you're not. It's 14 years later. I'm the same age. You know what I mean? Like, no, dude, I mean, you are you're approaching decrepit. Why has this man, this character, not advanced in the slightest bit? Fail in five movies. Uh, character development is not a strong suit of these writers. So, fun fact, right? So, the fifth movie came out, but there is a sixth, Rob. What? There is a, there is an ending to the double trilogy. Oh my god. Are you excited? <laughs> Why? 
Yes. Shortly before the release of On Stranger Tides, it was reported that Disney was planning to shoot the fifth and sixth films back to back, although ultimately only the fifth installment was developed. So director Joachim Ronick, uh, he is a Norwegian director. He is attached mm. to direct the next one. He also directed the other Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's it, pretty much. Some TV stuff. Wow. And then there's also, wait, you thought I was done. You thought it was over. Can't stop. I did. Won't stop. I'm, I'm <laughs> nervous. You should be. In June 2020, it was announced that Disney is developing a female-led spinoff with Christina Hodson set to pen the screenplay and Margot Robbie attached as the star. Nice. That's right. Nice. The film will be separate from the sixth film currently being developed. Jerry Bruckheimer will also be attached to the project as producer. Girl power. You got to have a female version of whatever male thing that you have. You have to do it. You have to. It's called representation. Yeah. You have to come up with a female version of whatever it is you're doing. I was going to say that's representation. Can't females have original content? No. It just has to be a, a female rendition of Ghostbusters. We need a female <laughs> rendition of Back to the Future. We need a I female know. rendition of uh, uh, twins. I have no respect for those with no respect for logic. <laughs> that would be actually maybe entertaining. Yeah, I just like, they're just, one of them's pregnant, like normally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, women get pregnant. Okay, that's what, yeah. we lost the concept yeah. of the movie. <laughs> Whoops, different Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. That one is Junior. I was talking about twins. I fucked up. Am I an idiot? I don't know. Junior. Huh. I'm going to be a mama too. Yeah. I need a kindergarten cop with the female cop, okay? There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. I want goonies, but little, but with little girls. Stand by me, girls. But with okay? little girls. Yeah. B petite yeah. women. I want little women, but with boys, okay? Because I'm an island boy. <laughs> We're switching it up. Yeah. Uh... And then they're like, well, what about trans? Shut up. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Not for another 27 years. We just came this far, damn it. Now. <laughs> we came so far to gender swap all of our properties. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've been like just so sick of that shit from the beginning. Like how many amazing movies are there? And I mean, there's lots of independent films that star women that that are written by women that are directed by women. Like, why the fuck can't you have movies, original movies with original plot lines that are actually about women and women's struggles. Why the fuck do you need to continually gender swap out previously played by male roles? Well, it's because Hollywood is run by the same fucking shriveled white dicks. You right. Know what I mean, like they don't get it. And they hear, oh, we need female representation. Well, what male roles do we have that we can switch out with the female? Yeah. Or they do like, you know, male written perspective perspectives on feminism and turn it into a movie right. and that it's actually really you know demeaning and things like that yeah uh yeah hollywood in and of itself like the whole entity of of the production the producers and the people that control what gets made and stuff like that that's all bad yeah that being definitely. said thank god for independent filmmaking at this point and people like reese witherspoon starting her own production company but although oh that's dope yeah, hey, you didn't hear about that she just made like she made a lot of money Dude, that's fucking fire. Yeah, Hollywood is dying. No, I'm just 
I think we're dying. And is is really more like just undead at this point. Uh, I mean, all the Hollywood movies that come out, the the theater movies, are just horrible pieces of shit. Actually, Suicide Squad doesn't look that bad, but it looks oh, more. It's, so it's like a fun movie. It's not an important. Yeah, it's movie. fun and like really over the top violent. Yeah, like really over the top violent. I think the perfect encapsulation of Hollywood right now is Disney's The Jungle Adventure or whatever the fuck with The Rock. God damn it, Rob. Now I'm correcting you too. I know you're not Bono, but the movie's called Jungle Cruise, not Jungle Adventure. Jesus Christ. It's like that is the perfect representation of Hollywood at the moment. They're all just big, stupid, idiot rides that mean nothing. They mean nothing to us. And they're all based on older shit that no one cares about anymore. I care now. You make me care more. And it stars The Rock. That's Hollywood. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then I got to exclude the Marvel f- stuff because I like it. Oh, what a hippotwit. <laughs> but that's that's what's happening is like they actually recognize talent and reward talented people. It is getting more diverse as far as representation goes, but yeah, it's just so cynical, you know what I mean? The ways in which they have implemented representation. It's very That was insanely masculine. And then it's like also in a capitalistic society. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but never. In a capitalistic society where everything is very individualistic, and it's like each individual is uh, the person who succeeds. Like, I just don't see how representation is really going to make a systemic difference because, yeah, like, OK, maybe you've given hope to a demographic that they can get out of their shitty circumstances. But it's that individual who happened to star in the movie that is going to benefit. It doesn't really benefit anyone else monetarily, uh, economically, so, you know, sociopolitically, whatever. Like, I don't really get why representation would help anyone else. It's still all going to benefit white people, <laughs> white old men. Yeah, well, when yeah, essentially. White people are still siphoning the money, it's like they're the ones who are going to make all the money in the end of it. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, are you about this? Because this is important over here. But, you know, we don't want you to think about this. And so, you know, a lot of people are arguing about representation on screen and stuff like that. Yeah, that's all important. But what we really need to do is change the education system. Yeah, we need political representation. We don't really need celebrity representation. We need political. We we need all of it. You know what I mean? But that's true. But but the problem is that, like, the argument just stays around screen representation. Right. And what it yeah, it's like what we need is education reform. You know what I mean? We need the people in this country to stop being raised to hate other people. I hate you. Yeah. And ultimately, and you know what? I'm just going to say it. Let it out. Wealth redistribution, my friend. We need wealth redistribution. Excuse me? Yes, Whoa. that is oh, a calm, communist calm talking point. Calm down. Oh, calm down. Okay, calm I'm down. sorry. I'm drinking a cider, so I got to call, I gotta, I gotta call uh, Homeland Security <laughs> real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wealth redistribution, folks. Comrades. If you listen. Countrymen. Jeff Bezos has $195 billion. <laughs> Please. Hell! More than that. It's crazy, man. I, I just saw this like it's funny too how uh you know a lot of political uh commentary. It's just laughable that we're getting TikToks that are like political education. <laughs> but that's the world we live in. So tweets and TikToks are where that where the political education is gonna come from. All the education. 
not even just political education. People like teachers are going to be doing your homework. Make a make a TikTok. Make a TikTok about uh, Abraham Lincoln for your homework. <laughs> Send it to me. I've literally learned a lot about uh, evolutionary biology, uh, political science from fucking TikTok. I'm not even gonna lie. You know what? It feels not, a little weird to say that. I'm not bashing on it. I'm just saying it's strange. Yeah. It's the future. Wow, it's almost like seeing into the future. This is the future we get. No flying cars, but we get TikToks that give you interesting facts about animals. I like turtles. But anyway, I saw this graph, and it was like. The title of it was like two million dollars. If you have two million dollars, you're broke. Come again. Uh, relatively speaking. And I was like, guess what? Fuck you. OK, fuck you. Ass. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, damn, he's right. Because the graph shows like where one hundred ninety five billion is, which is Jeff Bezos uh, current fucking holdings or whatever. And then it shows Bill Gates down there at like one hundred and something billion. And then, and then all the way down here is like the one percent all the way down here next to like zero dollars and it's like two million dollars is like a little like half an inch mark away from zero dollars comparatively <laughs> it's like damn damn daniel it really puts it in perspective man yeah when you realize that it, it, it's absolutely baffling when you look at it like on a chart wise you're like this is how much like a billion dollars would look like in person yeah and this is how much a thousand dollars looks like and a million dollars. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, we're getting to a wealth disparity that is similar to like, you know, that astronomical thing where it shows like the earth and then the sun and then like Beetlejuice. And, you know, <laughs> and it's like the fucking a, a billion earths could fit inside of like one star. It's like that's where we're at. We're astronomically unequal. And when it comes to the wealth distribution at the moment, we have definitely surpassed exponential. So I will give a tip of the hat to astronomical. Astronomical. Astronomical, 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 astronomical. It's where we're at, you know. We might have to find this out in this recording, but what have you heard anything about West Side Gun and Hitler? Come again. What? What the hell? Those two things were trending together, and I don't know why I didn't click it. But like, you should probably do some research and find that out for me. Maybe did he, he say some... like a dumb thing or something? Or he like has some lyrics about how Hitler was dressed like 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 he's dope or something, you know? Because Hitler is had... he just talking about the Nazis' impeccable fashion sense? Because that's not even controversial. Is that what they were talking about? Yeah, you're probably right, but I'm still not going to say that I'm like. Dripping like Hitler over here, you know, like check out this Hitler drip. <laughs> oh, bro, it's a fucking album. Okay, yeah, yeah, I did hear a little bit about this. Um, it's a the here, here's the album cover. It's a portrait of Hitler, and then written on it, uh, is Hitler wears Hermes. Uh, yeah. Wow. Here's another uh album, an alternative album cover. It just seems like he's just a genius for. For marketing, like I put Hitler on my cover. Do you remember when that uh, fucking what was his name? That rapper put that that really crude drawing. His album art was uh, like uh, Biggie, you know, uh, railing Tupac. What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> no, I do not remember that. It was like this this cartoon drawing, and people freaked out oh about my God. it. But that put that guy on the map. That's bold. It's bold. Yeah, dude. Controversy sells. It's no question. It's it, yeah. Yeah, he attached some good music to it, and he ended up on uh, a track with on Absol's album with Action Bronson. What is that guy's name? 
bold move. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Yeah, you don't remember that? Nah, I, not, I don't that? think I saw that actually. Yeah, it was just you know, it's like a, a almost childlike cartoon drawing. Uh, the dude's on these days. His name is Assad. Okay, I've heard of Assad. A S A A D. Yeah, controversy sells. It's like that dude, Lil Darky or whatever his name is. That shit is so disturbing and weird. Have you heard of this fucking guy? Oh, Assad comes up with Bashar al-Assad. Yeah, exactly. I searched the same thing and I was like, no, Assad music. (laughs) Yeah, that's it's one of those names where it's like it's not good for search engines. You know what I mean? Yeah, just just in the it's it's just too generic. You know, you know, I can't stand when people have such a generic name that I'm literally it's impossible to find them. What's their name? Oh, it's it's low. Uh, what is it? Low. L-A-L-O-W. Oh, really? Uh, lo- oh, low. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Assad. Uh, yeah, he put out an album that well, he had some dope shit on it. And people, some people were like, yeah, you, you hear what you're doing, player. Yeah, fucking uh, this guy, Lil Darky. He like, it's so bizarre to me. He's, uh, I think he's like, I don't know where he's from, but. He's like, he doesn't appear to be black, but his character that he draws and uses in all of his art is a straight up fucking racist stereotype of a black person. I swear to God. Oh, he's like a he's like of Indian descent or something. And his name is Lil Darky. It's just like so weird. And like and his music is so bizarre, too. And I'm pretty sure he uses racial slurs that aren't his to use. It's very bizarre, man. Hmm. I don't understand. Like, look at this shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. It doesn't look good to me. And but for some reason, Gen Z is cool with it, even though they're all out there canceling everybody. I don't understand how some people like Donald Trump, little darky. Some people just slip through the cracks and they can just do anything they want. And it's, yeah, it's fine. like a hood pass, but it's like. Yeah, but not. And then some people, they're like trying to do the right thing and they'll like slip up or have done something in the past and it's all over for them. It's very bizarre, man. I think it's probably better to just be the villain than you yeah. never get canceled. I was going to defend him, be like little darky. Well, you know, if he's Indian, you know, and he was dark skinned, you know, like they definitely scrutinize being dark skinned in Indian culture. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? It is heavily very similar you know it's like the fair yeah. skin are, are 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 treated much 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 better but that being said you showed me that character and i'm like oh that's a little sambo right exactly i mean that's what it fucking looks like yeah i don't know what i'm missing i looked it up and i couldn't really find any more information yeah, yeah, so, to go off of so we're cool about this i mean i was thinking makes me uncomfortable it. i'll tell you that Winter's coming. It's getting cold outside, and you need something warm and gooey to satisfy your innards. That's why you need Tony Rice Chicken Pot Pies for dinner. The perfect pies to thicken them thighs. With free-range, voluptuous chickens, plump peas, sensuous celery, long phallic carrots, and a dash of stone ground paprika. Tony Rice Chicken Pot Pies. God damn. It's like a gooey heaven in my tummy.
available in the freezer section of Star Mart. I don't know if I've talked about how I dislike Bruno Mars, but I've had to tell people. I, I think you've mentioned it. <laughs> Did you think you were listening to rap music? Because this isn't rap music. That being said, it's pop music. But I mean, it's pop music. Yeah, he's a great pop artist. I don't even know, dude. He just bites everyone's shit. Like listening to that fucking Mark Ronson song, the Uptown Funk, the song that he he got funk you up. That shit is funk you up. It's horrible. Terrible. It's just it's it's just a blatant ripoff of other black artists. It is it's cultural appropriation. Yeah, in one way, it could be looked at as that, or it could be an homage to different styles of traditional American music. Homage pays homage. Whereas biting just doesn't. It's hard with pop music to identify biting. How many times? How many times did Trinidad James have people come up to him and be like, "Don't believe me, just watch." Is that that Bruno Mars? You you like Bruno Mars too? He's just like, <laughs> "Are you fucking kidding me?" But it's Don't like the, the whole yeah, the whole start of that song is just like just a bite of Zap and Roger, and it's just it's just bite. It's just biting. It's bad. No, sir. I didn't like it. Wasn't it like a Macklemore song that sounds a lot like that song, too? Probably. That's God. like that's the level of pop music Macklemore. that Bruno Mars is. It's like it's 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 Macklemore level polished. You can't polish a turret. I would much rather listen to Bruno Mars than Macklemore, though, any day of the week. I'd rather listen to neither. I'd rather have no music. <laughs> OK, but what if you had to listen to one? Neither. What if you were going to get put into Abu Ghraib and they were like, you have two choices. We're either going to blast 24-7 Macklemore or we're going to blast 24-7 uh, Bruno Mars. I'd say both at the same time. Oh, my God. Competing so you don't have to listen to either one. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe it'll like create something better than the fucking both piece of shit sounds that I have to listen to. So bad. Terrible. I think you would eventually just your brain would start finding patterns in the chaos and you would come up with your own music. Yeah. Making its own music. There is one song that I like that Bruno Mars is on. I drink till I'm drunk, smoke till I'm high, castle on the hill, wake up in the sky. You can't tell me I ain't fly. I know I'm super fly. I know I'm super fly. The ladies love love me. That's why they all fuck with me. It's a Gucci Mane song. I can't listen to Gucci Mane. Oh, dude, it's so good. I can't do it. I don't think you... Okay, so what I will say is that you like Gucci Mane, but you don't know that you like Gucci Mane because he has so many albums out that you just haven't found the one that you were like, oh, that's good. (laughs) I'm dead serious. Like, that's how I was with it. And then I found one and I was just like... I don't know, man. I don't know if I can fuck with Gucci Mane. There's like two mixtapes of his where I'm just like, that's... It's horde. (laughs) It goes horde. He's a hella good rapper. Uh, I think Bruno Mars, I'm not going to do anything today. Um, the one where he plays the ukulele. I think that's the one that I'm going to say is his best song. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I fucking hate that song with a passion. I would much rather listen to Uptown Funk um, than that song. Holy shit. No, Because that's like more of a Jason Mraz area. And Jason Mraz is the literal devil. His genre of music that he does is it's not good. Lava. I don't want to be involved in it. So confession. Can I can I make a confession? Yeah, man. Like R. Kelly or oh, I'm sorry, Usher. My bad. How dare you? Yes, not R. Kelly. 
not like R. Kelly. <laughs> I almost fucked up. Damn. Okay, so this is a good concept uh, uh, that I wanted to actually talk about, and I'm glad it came back. But albums that you really liked at one point in time in your life mm-hmm. that was like it was you were you were down. Yeah. That you're ashamed of. Yeah. Easy. Shame. You like? Do you have a list? I have a list. I mean, I could I could come up with a bunch, but because you brought it up. I really liked that Jason Mraz, one of the Jason Mraz albums when I was like 14. Shame. Mm-hmm. For like two or three months. Yeah, that makes sense. You were 14. Yeah, I'm, I'm really ashamed about that. <laughs> that being said, I also, you know, here's another another big shame for me. Shame. Because he's one of my least favorite artists of all time at this point. Uh, I, 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 I really liked songs about Jane by Maroon 5 when it came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was like a Maroon 5, the one that's like, and she will be loved. Like that's, that's that album? Al- that's that album, yeah. I, yeah, like, I liked that album. That was, yeah. That was, uh, two, that was, we were probably both in high school still. Yeah. When that came out. Okay, here we go. I liked uh, like an Eagles greatest hit album. Loved it. Jesus, man, could you change the channel? Fuck you, man. If you don't like my fucking music, get your own fucking cab. I had a really rough... I'll pull up to the side and kick your ass out. Man, come on. I had a rough night, and I hate the fucking Eagles, man. Loved it. Okay. Um, And now I would say... And I was learning all their songs on the guitar and shit. Now I would say, you know, probably Eagles... Although they did have some fucking bangers, I'm not even going to lie. They do get a bad rap, and I understand why. And I get it. Smash Mouth. Hey now. What's it called? Like <laughs> the one with All Star on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so into that shit, bro. Oh, but actually, wow. and I will say, if they didn't get the bad rap that they got for good reason, I'd say Smash Mouth had some okay songs. It's okay. It's okay. Maybe not on that album though. They dug their own bad rap. I know. And they and then they they shoveled the. They like had a backhoe on remote and then they just all got in and then we're like, kink, just dumping themselves. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they were part of a cultural zeitgeist that just didn't, it didn't last and it, it, you know, it had no lasting power. It's, they were doing this like punk ska <laughs> thing, but they weren't really punk and weren't really ska. And their fucking fan base was all like college frat boy people and kids. So the uh, albums that my dad loved, right? That I listened to a lot because you know he would drive me to school and shit. Uh, yeah, the Carlos Santana mm. mashup, you know, like you know, and the his pop album, the one with Rob Thomas and all that. Oh shit. yeah, forget about it. He loved that. He loved the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh no! Specifically on the City of Rain soundtrack. Which was Nick Cage and Meg Ryan, if I recall correctly. City of Angels. City of City of Angels. The Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want the world to find me, and I don't want the world to see me. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. So my dad loved that fucking album. That dude. My dad loved that shit too. My parents loved City of Angels. I I watch it now, and I'm like, what the fuck? This movie isn't even about anything. What the fuck? It's. This movie literally isn't about anything. I don't understand what it is. Is he dead? 
Yes. Like, okay, it's yes. So like, sad. I get it. Nick Cage is intrigued by a woman, and the love is so powerful that it brought an angel. When did you watch this last? Huh? When did you watch this last? <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday? You're like recounting it. <laughs> uh, I'm literally, I'm seriously fascinated by this goddamn movie, man. It's, it's, it's the soundtrack it's was poorly directed, it's poorly acted. The soundtrack is just the most cheesy soft rock shit is that cheese have you eaten cheese how much cheese have you eaten today how much cheese is too much cheese any amount of cheese before a date is too much cheese i had a lot of cheese i had a block oh, of cheese okay, okay. just don't a block of cheese i was today. very nervous i started eating cheese man all right, all right, all right. does Listen, that calm you down just don't breathe in her direction okay whatever you do how do i look relax stick to the game plan do i look handsome but i mean it's like it's got concepts in it that are like classically interesting you know like but it's just bad. It's bad. It's a bad movie. It's a bad soundtrack. Google Goo Dolls, they're not good. My dad loved that. My dad also. Rob Thomas is probably a good guy. But... My dad also loved Marcy Playground, their self titled album. Classics. Sex yeah. and Candy on it. Yeah. I've but... got sex and candy hair. <laughs> Hanging around downtown by myself. And I've had too much caffeine and I was. What else did I bump all the time? Like an album that was just, it was hot. Well, I mean, two albums that, uh, two soundtracks that I bumped all the time, three, and they still have some gems on them. Batman and Robin, <laughs> Godzilla, Godzilla from like 1998, and, and uh, Space Jam. I had all those soundtracks. Okay. Okay. But listen, the other two, are arguable at best. Are you, Space Jam has fucking bangers, kiss, kiss from a Rose by yeah, Seal. Yeah, that's it's the banger. I know. You go try and sing that at karaoke and be like, oh. I say that song pops up in my day to day life, probably like three to five times a week. Isn't that insane? Power my pleasure, my pain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Dude, Seal's the man. Okay, and then the Godzilla. Did, did you have the Godzilla soundtrack? Uh, no, but I do remember that movie being quite the... Uh... the movie There's another good. bad director, though, by the way. And bad actor, potentially, Matthew Broderick. Would you say, you little shit? Really depends on the director. I think Matthew Broderick is a comedic genius. Wow. Wow. Dude, Ferris Bueller is great. Pardon my French, wow. but you're an asshole. What is he in that's horrible? Um, I don't know. I'd have to think. Actually, Election is like one of my favorite movies of all time, so I can't even say shit. Do you want an apple or do you want an orange? That's democracy. I also like bananas. I think Matthew Broderick is. I think he's a G. Okay. But the point is, uh, Godzilla, that's not a good movie. It's not a good but movie. But the, the, one of the hits was Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page <laughs> doing a cashmere what? remix. You don't know? Oh, that? right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 
I remember my dad being super offended about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you should have. But Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Page is on stage. I mean, how could he be offended? Jimmy Page, he's playing the guitar in the song. It's not just a sample. He was he was so upset that they turned that into a rap remix. So yeah, he, he's he's been in a lot of stuff, so there's probably a lot of bad stuff. But that being yeah. said, I think that when Matthew Broderick is in his element, he's great. I think it depends on the project, yeah. I didn't really enjoy him in The Producers, to be honest. I did. I liked him. Yeah, I didn't. No, sir. I didn't like it. It's like Gene, you're going up against Gene Wilder, and you just don't have the manic energy that is required. I take it back. He's not quite comedic genius. Like Comedic genius is like... I mean, Dave Chappelle, it's like, uh, was it Mel Brooks? Is that who? who's not Mel Brooks? Uh, who's the other guy that's in Patton Oswalt? Patton Oswalt is a comedic genius. You know what I mean? Oh. That dude is just fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of like, there's a bunch of really, really funny people. But Matthew Broderick, he's, he's, he's tier B. Give him tier B. He's no Bill Murray, you know? He's I think no... he's like a very competent actor, but he can be very milquetoast. That's that's what I think. That's like Chevy Chase. I think you're all fucked in the head. Yeah, He's yeah. Like, yeah, so I'm saying B tier. Chevy Chase is kind of one note, you know what I mean? But put him in the right project, fucking kills it. That dude. note is asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. All the stories that you hear are just no bueno. Like the community. Did you hear the fucking uh, voicemail he left? Uh, no. Oh, who's the head writer of fucking Rick and Morty? God damn it. What's his name? Oh, Justin Roiland. No, not Justin Roiland. Uh, the other guy. Um, oh, uh. Yeah, he wrote Community and yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, I know who you're talking about. But anyway, he, Chevy Chase, he, tell me about this. Chevy Chase, <laughs> he left this voicemail on his phone, and like, uh, the dude who wrote Rick and Morty, whatever his name is, um, Harmon? he had, huh? Harmon? I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Anyway, he uh had a like a of a podcast. And he like played the voicemail and Chevy Chase is going off on the motherfucker. He's like, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> He's just going off because he didn't like the way his character was written in community or something. Or I don't know. They had some disagreement. Hilarious. Uh, Dan Harmon. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, Dan Harmon. Yeah, you're right. Harmon. Yeah. Who is Harmon? I was uh, doing my Jeopardy answer. Let's see what you wagered. Suck it for back. Harmon? Harmon is correct. Harmon is correct for $500 or whatever, however Jeopardy works. I, was, I also loved, and I'm not really ashamed to say it, but I was a big fan of The Offspring. Oh, fucking love The Offspring, dude. When, when Americana came out, I was like... They fell the fuck off when they did the... Pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah, that was that was that was. Is that on Americana? I don't know, but whatever album that was was bad. But before that, the kids aren't all right, and fucking all those songs were great. No, that's the same album. They're great. That's on the same album. No, shut up. Are you serious? Why so serious? I'm almost positive. I'm gonna look it up. But yeah, the one original. They had they had the song called Original Gangster or whatever. And it was that was when it was just bad. Conspiracy of One was the name of that album. But yeah, Americana, 1998. I was about that life. Pretty Fly for a White Guy was on it. It was the single. No way. That took them off. Yeah, it took them off in another direction where like this album was still offspring right but they were like more produced and poppier yes dude and then when they were like more punk and had like 
simpler songs that were more kind of garagey. Yeah. They were fucking fire. Yeah, because they had so S- Smash I had on cassette their their first album the offspring and also ixnay on the ombre i had all three on cassette wow when i was a kid because my brothers had them and then uh americana me and my best friend coined up and got that shit and then conspiracy of one came out uh two years later and it was just horrible (laughs) horrible yeah (laughs) and then they've made four albums since then i think the one that i'm into that i was I was pretty into uh, looking at it. it was maybe smash. Okay, I take it back. Matthew Broderick, Broderick played played uh, Inspector Gadget. That was not a good movie. Oh God! Yeah, remember that? Oh yeah, my God! Yeah. So yeah, I take it back. So Smash, I think, was the album I was into. The Offspring yeah. was great. And then after that, it was like... That was their Smash hit. Real hit and miss. Yep. Um, oh, I was lucky enough to have an older sibling. Uh, so I got... And she didn't like me ever. I hate you. But she did happen to uh, be a big fan of music and passed on some gems to me. And uh, so I got into The Prodigy very early on. Yes. Fucking excellent. God, they're so good. Fat of the Land. Yes, bro. It changed my fucking trajectory as a human being. I'm walking to my best friend's house in the morning. This is third, fourth grade or something like that. And I walk into his house before school. Then we're going to hang out, play some video games. Then we go to school. It's like our routine. And uh, I found Prodigy, Fat of the Land, in a ditch. Oh, my just, God. Just the CD. This is like a blessing in, like from the Lord's. Yeah, all I saw was the shiny CD, and I went down and picked it up, and it was the Fat of the Land, and I bumped that shit. And I was like, what is this? From fucking top to bottom. And it had fucking... Um, cool Keith. What's his name? Cool Keith. Huh? Cool Keith, yes. It had Cool Keith on it. And that was like the first time I had ever heard Cool Keith. Diesel power. Diesel power. It's it's uh, the greatest, greatest electronic rap song of all time. Still fucking so good, man. Yeah, that album from top to bottom. Amazing, hundred percent. She also got me into uh, Nine Inch Nails a little bit, yep. which I still love. I mean, they haven't really fell off at all. I think. In my opinion. Have you watched that Song Exploder stuff on Netflix? I think it is. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. It's like they they break down like one song and like go in oh, go in on it, you know? No. And they broke down "Hurt" by uh, Trent Reznor, mm-hmm. and it's just like, damn. That song is so heavy, and then you listen to that, and it's just like you're just like goosebumps, and it's, he's such a fucking good writer. And he how, is, man. He's, he's such a good producer too, dude. You should yeah. watch. You should watch that episode just for like the way he produces that song and what he does for it. It's just like yeah. His production is on fucking point. His writing, he has staying power, man. He's he's Trent Reznor's a genius, and his shows. 
I wish I could see a Nine Inch Nails concert, but his shows look fucking incredible, like a multimedia. Yeah. I was lucky enough to see Flying Lotus live Mm -hmm. and the amount of stimuli in one place. And I was on Molly. Wow. There was that. But the fact that he had like 3D goggles and like. Did you take the Molly at the show? Yeah. Bad idea. Milk was a bad choice. Uh, Let me tell you the moment. Everything was fine until the concert was over. And then it was pure chaos for me. Ah, okay. Because it's like you've got these big ass dudes like intimidating everyone, the bouncers, you know, the security. And then you've got just it's like pure anarchy. Like Mm -hmm. everyone's going in every direction and yelling. And and I'm just like, ah, what's happening? Where am I? What the fuck? And I'm just trying desperately to find shroom and like fucking not be like lost Kevin, in the crowd. Kevin, Kevin, Neil, I need an adult. Neil, Neil, Neil. Nah, it was tight. But uh, I want to see a Nine Inch Nails concert yes, for that really, reason. really bad. Seems they're like a my, lot of awesome. They're on stuff. my list of 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 people that I haven't seen that I want to. I would love to see the Nine Inch Nails. I've seen Radiohead. I've seen a lot of the the, the awesome greats. You know, yeah. You know, Radiohead is a band that. I feel has gotten a bad rap that did not, that doesn't deserve it. I don't understand why. What is a bad rap? How have they gotten a bad rap? Tell me what is, who's rapping them badly. Like people, like it's like the green light is on for, to, to like talk shit on Radiohead and uh, the Tom, what's his face? Who's talking shit on radio? I don't know. Randos, you know, randos, but I feel like it's like culturally, acceptable you know like like no, the eagles no, was very popular at one point and then no. now it's like entirely okay to make fun of no. anything involving the eagles and smash mouth was very popular for a moment no and then it became very okay to make shit talk shit on smash Radio, mouth radio radiohead kind of gets that too it's like gets this like oh no. it's too pretentious and it's not any good and people think it's good but it's not who are you hanging out with i'm not hanging out with these fuckers they, they, where it. are you seeing like this is like this sounds like when Selena tells me like, oh, people are saying this. And I'm like, where did you get that source? Like talking about basketball? She's like, oh, well, well people on, on Spurs feed. And I'm like, you can't quote <laughs> Facebook fucking comments. Oh, like, and just like, this should help you calm down. Yeah. And so I'm just like, you, you can't be like, oh, people are hating on Radiohead because I saw it on a YouTube comment. And it's just like, everyone hates everything on YouTube. Radiohead is the Beatles. People hate on the Beatles too, but like. Right, they- exactly. People hate on the Beatles. They're like, Beatles is overrated. They're not actually that good. Like, nah, they are though. That's the thing. It's like you may not like their they music have a lot very of much, shit, but they have they have some of the greatest music of all time. That's yeah, they innovated production wise, and they were very fucking good. I mean, their songs are just good, man. I don't know what you want to say. White album is is fantastic. They've got a lot of fucking good shit. Number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. Number like, were nine, they derivative early on? Nine, yeah, totally. Nine, Definitely. But literally every band. Was. I think I take that back. Radiohead is like better than the Beatles. Would you say you little shit? Wow. Wow. That's a brave stance. Because they're more original. They have they have like how many Beatles albums are great front to back? I guess actually they're probably very similar. If you were to put uh, yeah. Radiohead and the Beatles, like they probably have the same amount of albums that are front to back flawless. It's just funny that you would make that comparison because I happen to uh, feel that Radiohead is the new Beatles in the sense that they continually evolved. Like every album, they like pushed what they were doing and and changed and like 
Totally. Totally. And they always were kind of innovating in their own way. And uh, and just some great fucking vocal performances. I mean, come on, man. I don't know. The writing, if you can understand what he's saying, is amazing. The writing's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Tom York. is it Tom York. That's his fucking name. Yeah. 2008, I saw him in Vancouver. That's Washington, pretty dope. Or Vancouver, Canada. I'm jelly. Now let's make jelly. I'm envious of your experience. Yeah, but uh, people hating on Radiohead, they don't really... Like, I'll hate on John Lennon's solo career. I'll hate on Paul McCartney's solo career. I'll hate on... I won't hate on Ringo or George. Not a word. Yeah. Not a word. Don't want to hear it. Uh, That being said, and I'll hate on a good amount of the Beatles stuff too, but there is a good amount of the Beatles at the same time that you're just like, that's impeccable music. That's perfect. Uh, Yeah, I don't see how you can get around it. Like, Blackbird is is a perfect song, you know. Like there are Dude, a lot my of guitar gently weeps is a fucking song. perfect song. Yeah, I, uh, she's so heavy. Perfect song. Even that song that's like, my bell, my bell. Uh, happiness is a warm gun. Fantastic, yeah, dude. Like, come like, on, dude, bro. All, all that shit. All that shit. Rocky Raccoon was my favorite song when I was like fucking seven years old, and I still like that song. <laughs> Yeah, I loved classic Beatles when I was a small child. I absolutely loved. I never liked the fifties. Oh, this night, I've been working like a dog. Loved it. I mean, and then you have the fact that the Beatles made those movies. Yeah, like Help and Hard Day's Night are both actually entertaining to watch. Never watched know. them. They Dude, looked a bit go, too silly. For no, me. go watch. That's that Help. whimsy I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. God, you don't like whimsy. I don't need that fucking whimsy. The British in my fucking love life, bro. whimsy, Benny Hill. Uh, although he's American, but um. Oh, is he really? I thought he was sure. British for some reason. I'm pretty sure Benny Hill's American. We're gonna look this up. I was laboring under this pretense of Benny Hill being. But no, he is British. Damn it. Bill. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's totally British. That makes more sense. Yeah, whimsy. You are right. British culture. But that being said, if you liked the Beatles and you liked that stuff back in the day, go watch Help. There's more here than meets the eye. Good. It's a good one. Maybe, maybe I will definitely revisit the Yellow Submarine at some point. Go watch Help just for there's a scene when it shows their house, the house that they live in. That shit was tight. You know, I thought it was a sandwich. Like like the inside of their house and like the way it was all set up. It was like what the fuck. Just like What's the one where they were being chased by like spies or some shit? And they had to like ski. I think that's how. Oh, really? <laughs> the one with that. the giant red ring? Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's how. Where it gets stuck on Ringo's finger. The idea is, uh, the idea as I see it is that we expand the molecules and the ring grows bigger and it drops off. Something like that. I liked it as a kid. <laughs> that being said, I also liked uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace as a kid. I spec. You know, <laughs> you know, I couldn't stand that fucking kid, man. I couldn't. Oh my life! No, he no couldn't. This is one of those things where the kid was always shit, but the but movie... Darth Maul was cool as fuck. Exactly. I was just like Darth fucking Maul, double lightsaber. What the shit? And then you realize, <laughs> then you realize after you watched it like three times, you're like, wait. He has like four minutes of screen time. Hey. Maybe five. But he dominated the posters and the merch. Oh my God. They marketed him so fucking hard. And then they didn't even put him in the goddamn movie. Not only that, but they like killed him. And then did they bring him back? I don't know. There's a hologram. We're still teasing him. Fucking Star Wars. They're goddamn teases. That's why you got to watch 
the animated series, The Clone Wars. Yes, I heard it's which is it's, the only thing that justifies the prequels at all. Mm-hmm. And Darth Maul plays a prominent role in that. I've heard so. great things about the Clone Wars. It's surprisingly fucking good. I turned it on because I was like, eh, fuck it, why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? Well, a friend of mine actually lent me a DVD of the Clone Wars, which was actually uh, a kitty. An, a, a 2D animation by fucking Tarkovsky, the guy who did um, Samurai Jack. Oh, tight, tight. And that shit. And it was really good. And then so I went and researched it and I found the 3D uh, CGI show and I started watching it. I was like, well, this is like pretty fucking good. It's like pretty solidly written and it actually develops these characters that George what's his face decided to create George George Poopus George yeah Poopus and uh it actually justifies their existence in the universe because they suck on their own but yeah Darth Maul's in that shit you know it's pretty cool Darth Maul was a cool character that's the thing about the Star Wars every Star Wars movie has some cool fucking characters but it's like what difference does it make you know they had like an intriguing character in the new series the the silver uh Stormtrooper and you're like well what's the deal with that And she's in like two of the movies and Has ultimately three minutes of screen Time yeah she's elite as fuck But she's not actually that good at fighting I also she's horrible really like, at fighting she gets knocked down Twice the Star Wars universe Creates the greatest characters You're right uh, I mean Even those like little penguin things Yeah you know what I mean You remember those yeah in the uh, Second one or whatever I, I think so yeah at the, the On that island yeah yeah, those things were like that's my icon in the uh, for Disney Plus when you go log in for me. <laughs> that little uh, penguin. Yeah. The penguin. Like I wanna know more about that. I wanna know. Yeah, I wanna know the that details. Shit. But then the movie is not very good and then it doesn't matter. Nothing really matters. And you know what? I was pretty excited about the new Star Wars movie, and then the second one came out and I was like, okay, well, uh, all right. And then the third one came out and I was like, oh, these are all bullshit. Never mind. So for me, I never got excited about any of them because mm-hmm. the third one, I saw it opening night, right? Yeah. I paid like a good amount of money to see it opening night because yeah. the tickets were so coveted. Right. And I saw it. My the, my friend who I had two tickets and I was like, all right, I'm going to give it to my friend who's the biggest Star Wars fan. It was my friend Morgan, and she fell asleep <laughs> in the theater opening, opening night. I mean, we're we're at a midnight showing, and uh, still, still bad. It was. It, it, I just remember yelling at the screen like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" When he rips out, and says. <laughs> We all have a time in our lives when we're unable to move and function the way we used to, like in our younger days. Just look at your mother, father, aunt, uncle, legal guardian. They're all old and wrinkly and just a pale glimmer of what they used to be. Well, instead of letting them rot away in a nursing home, bring them down to High Times Nursing, where we have a specially designed opium den for your grandma or grandpa so they can live out their days in peace, harmony, and high as hell. Let's talk to this happy gentleman right here. This is Henry, 96. How are you doing, Henry? 
I don't really know, actually. I'm pretty high. That's better than being at home and on an oxygen tank, wouldn't you say? Oh, hell yeah. When my when my son told me he was going to send me to a nursing home, I about shit my pants. But now that I'm here, I can do opium as much as I want. I'm pretty damn happy. There you have it. I would be too. If I didn't have any bills to pay, any obligations, any moral conflicts that I needed to take care of at the moment, here at High Times Nursery. Getting your grandma, grandpa high as hell for the rest of her days. So that being said, uh, I had zero expectations for these other ones. And having zero expectations going Yeah, in, that moment where he goes, no. It's the, one of the worst moments in cinematic history. That was some cringe to the max. Uh, Hayden Christensen, dude, just slaying that role. Crushed it. No, he did not do good. Hayden was like, all right, I got this. I know what I know what we can do. Have you ever seen Frankenstein from 1930? Fucking totally what they were going off. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, I was like, no. One of the stupidest tropes in like cinematic history. Oh, let's do that again. Yeah, those movies didn't make any sense. The new movies didn't make any sense. And it throws into question the whole fucking series whatsoever, you know? The whole time I was just paying attention to people's lightsabers and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. I mean, that being said, I liked all three of the the episodes, seven, eight, and nine. I liked them all more than I liked Solo. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's no fucking contest there. Yeah. Solo is such a piece of shit. It was just unnecessary. It was there was no reason for it to exist. Nobody gives a fuck, man. Well, who cares? Han Solo was a great character. You don't need to explain that he got his name because he goes solo. For fuck's sake, it's implied in this fucking character. I disagree. I think that Han Solo, as played by Harrison Ford, offered enough intrigue and nuance to the role that a warrant a movie was totally warranted i just Mm. think that the execution was absolutely poor i feel like han solo is like the joker in the sense of he's a great character on his own we understand his motivations we get where he's going whatever we don't need to know anything more about well well, he's a yeah he's an asshole first off so right he's not a good protagonist no he's like an anti-hero which makes him more interesting or he's not an anti-hero but he's like a he's self yeah he's kind of an anti-hero i guess but the reason that solo that you watched solo is because you wanted like resolution on these origins on these on these uh stories right so you wanted to know everything about his past you wanted to know how he met chewbacca and then it was like that's how he met chewbacca that was that was dumb yeah they oh, gave just, you the lamest answers yeah just, oh but yeah, I, I don't just, I, I don't think any answer would have been good enough i i just don't think i think it's one of those things where like you might have a fantasy of something but then once it comes true you're like oh uh, okay i mean i guess that was fine i just don't think sometimes a fantasy or an intrigue in your brain is is better than anything they could give oh of course i mean an idea is better than the actual like yeah that's why a picture of a mcdonald's burger looks much better than the mcdonald's burger (laughs) right minus the photoshop and everything but you know point i don't think we needed it yeah point being uh I've had a lot of expectations going into a lot of different movies, comic books, and that had ties and, 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 and read different things. And I can understand and respect when someone's doing it well, though. 
Mm, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I didn't feel like. They did not do solo well. I'll tell you that right now. No, I just, I mean, the most intriguing parts of it was the dude who plays Vision. The bad oh, guy. he was in it? Yeah, he's the bad guy. Uh, I don't even remember yeah, there was a antagonist. I mean, chick from uh, <laughs> Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones is in it, and Vision, Paul Bettany. Oh, yeah, the, Paul Bettany. Yeah. Paul Bettany yeah, I didn't even remember he was in that shit at all. I was like, oh, it's Paul Bettany. Wow. Look, look at that man. Look at that man. He's an attractive man. He's tall. Look at that. Look at that man. He's got a face. Have you seen his face? It looks like this. It's all crooked. I'm going to let you get out of here. Right, Back to your life. And I'm going to go get some, some lunch. I'm going to practice some music. On an upcoming show that I'm nervous about. Oh. Concert. Yep. Delta I played show. anything for so long, and this is going to be a sold-out show. I'm actually nervous. Is everyone vaccinated that's going? I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. Who knows? What difference does it make? It you vaccinated, you catch the shit anyway. Yeah. I don't even true. know, bro. Well, I mean, you still have a much, much lower chance. That's the only thing that I'm keeping to. I just don't understand the conspiracy around it. Like, what, what would anyone gain, you know, from well, they either... Gain- They'd gain money, which they already did. I mean, sure, but like, when has far- when has the pharmaceutical industry ever had a problem making money? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And then also Johnson and Johnson and Moderna both f- foregone or whatever forewent. <laughs> I don't know how you say it. Uh, their profits for the vaccine. So Pfizer is the only one that made any real money on it, mm-hmm. and they did make a pretty penny on it. But mm-hmm. uh, well, I, I, just, I mean. The, the thing is that even if they don't make money during the initial rush, like developing and having the, the product for the, 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 the Are you talking? intellectual property for the original stuff is probably going to mm-hmm. be very valuable. But I mean, it, that's such a weird motivation because everything on the planet that is useful makes a profit, you know, or is necessary makes a profit. So like, that's just not a very good motivation because like you know oranges make a profit you want an orange people just don't like needles and they're just scared that's it yeah that's the only reason and i get it but well and on that note i'm gonna go poop go poop out your butthole come on poop out of my butt into another man's mouth i mean into a mouth yes do it out your butt and get it out